Don't call it a comeback. We're here at Writing in Progress, and uh, it's been a little while, guys. Uh, John, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Justin. Uh, I'm John Woolley, and uh, Justin and I are coming to you from the great state of Ohio. We're both teachers, and uh, we are also both writers, or aspiring writers, I should say. But, hey, we're... uh, we're coming back at it. You have some huge news. That is part of our reason why there's been no podcast. Yeah. So uh, what what John is referring to is I just became a dad about three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I've got a little boy. His uh, his full name is Michael Alexander, um, but we call him Mac. And uh, yeah, he's he's been a pretty good little kid. It's been fun. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to talk about him a little later uh, when we get into... Uh, what's going on with writing and all that stuff. Uh, but before we do that, um, I think it's kind of, you know, what are we doing back here? <laughs> Where have you guys <laughs> been? Back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's going on? Well, um, uh, what we want to talk about today is, is something I think a lot of writers are probably dealing with. And that's, uh, what the rest of the world is dealing with right now, which is, um, COVID and quarantine and not just the, you know, physical and logistical, things that come around with that, but also I think the emotional uh, parts that come along with that and the anxiety and all those pieces um, that kind of feed into uh, where we are as writers. Um, But before we jump into that topic, one thing I want to say is uh, something we're going to try today is this episode is 100% unscripted. (laughs) Usually we write a little bit of an outline and we have some things scripted out. Um, Today, this is just a conversation between two guys, um, kind of updating you with where we've been. We've missed talking. And if anyone's out there listening, <laughs> we missed you guys too. Um, but, uh, John, I guess let's just open it up. What is new with you and, and how is, are things kind of different, um, with you right now with everything that's going on? Well, I think, uh, initially when COVID first hit in March. They sent us all home from work and uh, my whole family was home and we were all freaking out. It was a huge time of anxiety and stress. And then a weird thing happened. And I noticed this happened with you. I tapped into a creative time. Like I became very creative and uh, I wrote some great essays during that time. And uh, I was just pumping on all cylinders. We started this podcast. Uh, I put up a web page. Uh, I did all these different creative things and I was like under the belief, Hey, I'm going to go like this forever, man. I'm, I'm killing it and I'm going to keep killing it. And I've, man, some of these essays I'm writing, they're amazing. I'm going to do a whole nother book during this. And then uh, I just hit a fatigue time and it just caught up with me. And I just, for, I, I had a guy tell me one time, Hey, for every high, there's an equal low. So know that Mm -hmm. that's coming. And I forgot about that. And so I got the high. And then a couple months later, I got the low and had to deal with that. And then school hit. And you and I both know when we went back to school, this was a whole different animal. I was so tired coming home. I had all these great plans on what I was going to do. I was falling asleep on the couch for an hour, getting up, fixing dinner for my family, eating, and then putting my kids to bed, walking down the hall and going to bed myself. Waking up the next day. I mean, they're just, I think we have to give ourselves uh, some grace there too. I think. How, how about you? How are you doing? What's going on? Uh, very similar um, kind of experience. Uh, just like you in March, 
I, I always seem to have kind of a, a creative renaissance, so to speak, in the spring. I don't know what it is yeah. about the spring. Yeah. I don't know if it's the school year winding down, the, the weather's getting nice, just whatever it is in the air. I always kind of, uh, maybe it's come living in Ohio, maybe it's just literally having sunlight and kind of coming out <laughs> of that seasonal depression. I don't know what it is. But um, I always have this kind of creative urge. Um, so, and then as a teacher in the summer, that kind of rides right into some free time, right? Which is yeah. perfect. Um, and honestly, in 2020, that was ideal almost because um, with quarantine, we kind of were stuck at home with not a lot to do. Right. And you have all these creative urges and inspiration and motivation. And I got so much done. Um with my book, I, I rewrote 300 pages. You know, I, I yeah. wrote, you know, hundreds of thousands of words and uh, about 15 short stories. You know, I, I was killing it. Um, and I was recording audiobooks, and I was doing this podcast and um, I just hit a wall early July. Um, yeah, me the, too. the wheels just came off. Um, and a, an analogy, I've thought about it a lot and what I would kind of, um, compare it to I think you know this is really oversimplifying things but you could kind of think of it as we all have this this cup right and when our cup is full we have lots of energy we can spend on things right and one thing I'm really really good at is I'm good at pouring out my cup right <laughs> uh which is good that's why I'm able to run marathons and do all that stuff like I'm able to push myself really hard to do things um but I have to be careful because I can very easily just pour myself to empty. Um, which is really what I did. I think I, I was taking on too many things, too many projects. And instead of concentrating on a few, um, I kind of brought myself to the empty point where I kind of shut down for a while. Um, I think on top of that, in the back of my mind, I also knew what was coming in the school year. And so I didn't want to get to August and be on empty. I knew right. that was um, going to be a recipe for disaster. So so really July, things kind of shifted and I started getting ready for the school year and getting ready for coaching and, and all that stuff. And all those creative things that I had so much good momentum going with ground to a halt. Um, and what I told myself was that, well we're going to get in the school year. We're going to get in a routine. We're going to find our new normal and we'll find a way to squeeze these things back in. You know, that's what I told myself. And in hindsight, that was just impossible. Like you, I never was able to refill my cup with everything going on right now. Like I was empty every day. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So, um, what's really crazy, um, to think about is, you know, I'm at home right now with an infant, um, a newborn that's dependent on my wife and I for literally everything. And I'm waking up every three hours and, you know, all that stuff. And my cup is still refilling at a much faster rate than it was all school right, year. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, which is part of the reason why we're able to make this podcast right now is because it's the first time in months where I haven't felt like I'm on empty. I think that's very common, though. I often joke at the end of the summer that I'll take 167th graders over my two, my own kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're easier. My, in no time are my kids like, uh, hey, do this homework quietly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is none of that. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. It's It's been nice to just... I'm focused on one thing right now, you know? I don't have to worry about everything at school. I, I have permission not to be worried about 150 kids. I can just right. put them out of my mind and I'm worried about one kid. And that has allowed me to feel healthier <laughs> uh, yeah. and no. and feel more rested and feel, even though I'm literally resting probably less often because I'm waking up with a little kid or right. whatever. But, um, it it's 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 a different i haven't felt this good in a long time which is crazy <laughs> uh, i think that so. there's a uh there's a mental stress to it that you just want to be rid of and it seems to be unending i've exactly. literally woken up at four in the morning been like i think i figured out how we could do this lab safely everyone mm-hmm. will use their own materials i'll i'll disinfect everything and like and then I look at the clock, it's like 3.58. Like, what am I doing? You know, it just, it seems unending sometimes. When it got to mm, mid-September, I got in the habit where I was waking up every day at 4.30 to finish online lesson planning. Right. So when I, I at night, I would grade, I would do coaching stuff. I would do all the the normal stuff you do as a teacher through the school year and that would take up my evenings and then oh crap how am I going to do this second part of my job which is making all this online stuff right and the only way I was able to squeeze that in I literally woke up 4 30 every day and like I don't mean like woke up and had breakfast and like oh I rolled out of bed got on the computer couch got on the computer and was like stress working for an hour and a half trying to cram in the stuff literally I needed later that day sometimes. You right. Know, and, I was in the same same position. Same oh, I'm position. sure I'm sure teachers all over are, and I'm yeah. sure people in other professions are. I don't want to make this into oh yeah. four teachers. No, um, no, it's not I think it's everybody. I think we're, yeah. And so it's I think as a creative, especially as like a side hustle creative. Right. It, it's Im- almost impossible right now because you're, you're barely keeping your main hustle. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. Afloat. How do you summon any time or energy, you know, to, to do these, these other things? Um, and I, I think remember, that's a big I question. remember years ago, I was also waking up at four 30 in the morning to write a book, exactly. you know, like there yeah. was my four 30 to, uh, six was writing a book. Now mm-hmm. it's doing actual work for my job. And it's just, man, it's a, it just pulls life out of you in the creative way. And you feel like you don't have it right now. And you right. go to the well, even when you sit down to do something like it's just not there. I'm writing and it's just like, man, this is not, not coming out the way I want it to. It's tough. You know, speaking on that, that, that cup thing again, that kind of analogy I was using, like, I, I definitely believe that even when your cup's on empty, you can find a way to grind through things. Right. Um, I have had to <laughs> many times in my life, whether it was an engineering college student or in marathoning, you can still find a way to grind when your cup is on empty. But when it comes to the creative process, you know, how, what is your work going to look like if you're on empty? You're, you're not going to have your best stuff. Um, and, and, you know, what's the point in writing a, a chapter if it's crap, you know? Um, right. Right. Cause sometimes it's more work to have to go back and redo it all than it is just it. to. And, and some people might tell you that's, that's the process. And maybe that should be the process for some people. Maybe it is for some people, but I don't know for, for me, I can, 
very easily wander down a, a track that, that takes me off course because I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I sat down to do it. And that might be a difference between fiction writing and nonfiction writing too. Um, in nonfiction, you kind of have the the structure already there for you, right? You have this story you're telling and it's just a matter of how you want to tell it, you know, I think inserting so, the jokes. And- with that same idea, uh, something weird happened over our March and, and April creative time. I was ready to start Car Seat Conversations Part 2, the, part, mm-hmm. the second part of my book. Hey, I'm going to write more funny things about my family. Hey, I got an agent with this stuff. Maybe a book deal potentially with this stuff. I need to go back to this well and just keep working it. And I finally uh, wrote some really good essays, and they weren't about my family. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is not what I anticipated. This is not the direction I thought I was going to go. And they ended up being about people on the periphery of my life, an old lady I became friends with, uh, a cleaning lady I know, uh, an old guy who has since passed away, who was kind of a mentor to me that was a f- former pastor. As I worked through these essays, I was like, this is some really good material, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's it's kind of interesting how the writing in process, that process sometimes takes you where do you think you were going to go? You didn't know right. what it was going to be. Yeah. And I think to your point there is, and and this is something we we've harped on before in this podcast is as a writer, writing is always better than not writing. Right. So, you know, even if your cup's on empty, you know, maybe you don't work on your main project, but maybe you find a side thing that just to explore to get the gears turning again. Cause I, I feel like right now what I'm the, what I'm kind of running into is my cup feels kind of full again. I'm, I have some time because I'm fortunate enough that my wife and I both have a lot of time off for maternity and paternity leave and all that. Um, now the opportunity there is there to get some writing done. And now it's the struggle of restarting the gears, right? <laughs> Cause it's been right, right. so long since I've, I've been working on, it. I think especially on something like a novel, you know, where it's, it's not just starting something new. I have to pick up where I left off and, Sometimes that's really good, though. Uh, it can be in the in the creative process, especially in the writing and process. Getting a little distance from that main project. Sometimes you can look at it with fresh eyes, and sometimes you're looking at stuff and you say, "I don't, I don't remember writing this." Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really great. Sometimes it's really not. But it's a good way to go back and fix it in a way that when you were working on it daily, you were too close to it. You were too close to it, and sometimes I was reading over blatant mistakes that I made in my work over and over again and literally not seeing them because I was too close to the project. I set it down for a couple months. I came back to it with new eyes and I said, oh my gosh, these are, how, how was I not seeing this? Right. And all of a sudden you see something you didn't see before. So I think there's value in that. There is for sure. I mean, that's a, that's basically what I went through all last spring. What, what I also found is some of it I was so disattached to now because it had been so long for me that um I'm a different person now than I was when I wrote it and like there are things that it was like obvious like oh this is college Justin uh venting about something like that is not essential to the story cut that you know and um you know so that was huge I you know this is the first time you know I've been working on this book for 10 years this is the first time where I don't feel like there's any part in the first you know 
200 pages that needs to be fixed you right. know like right. it's is there there's also tw- there's always tweaking you can do there's always improvements you can make there's always little edits but like for the first time i feel like man the first you know 60 70 percent of this novel is exactly how i want it i don't need to make any foundational changes right so I, when I pick it back up, usually the, the routine I go through when I pick it back up is I read through everything again. And this time it feels like, okay, maybe I don't have to start back from square one. Maybe I pick it back up just a, a couple chapters ago and kind of regain steam from there. But I think that's uh, part of the writing process too. And me having been a little bit farther down the road than you, uh, sure. And that I've gotten an agent and that I have a completed manuscript out uh, to publishers. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is an advice I would give anyone is when you think you're done, you're not done. Sure. Because yeah. What happens is you, you get this creative juices going and you write this great manuscript and it is great in a lot of parts, but then it's missing something, but you can't see it. And then you're like, I'm done. And you shop it. No one's that interested. You may say, hey, I'm going to self-publish this or I'm going to set this aside for a while or this project doesn't work. It's not that's not the problem. You weren't really done. Now, I was very fortunate that I, I got a hold of an agent who loved the work, but said, this is not really done. Here's what mm-hmm. you need to do. And it was that extra step from her. It's that, it's that poke from her that said, hey, sit down. And don't come back to me in two weeks. Come back to me in two months, three months with a fix for this. And she's right. It was way better than when I started. It was a lot better. And and it was that kind of push I needed. And sometimes that's part of the work in progress is working working that progress. Yeah. And on kind of a positive note too, something I've started to find when rereading something old is sometimes I'll be like, I'll be starting a paragraph and I'll read some of it and I'll think, oh, you know what would be great here? And I start typing in a sentence and then I come to find two sentences later. I've already had that. You idea. did do that. I've done yeah, the exact and, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's kind of empowering though. Cause you're like, man, I know I'm on the right track. Cause right, I'm literally right. like hitting the same thing. Like it's, it's clicking, you know, and, and that's a pretty cool feeling too. All right. So um, to kind of keep us on time here, I'm going to kind of transition to um, the other thing I wanted to hit today. And that's just as a listener to Writing in Progress, what can you expect? How are things going to go forward? Is this just a check-in one-off and we're not going to hear from you for a few months? Uh, Let me kind of answer how I kind of envision things going for a little while. Um, It's been great collaborating with John Um, And the way we've kind of worked through everything is we put a lot of time into this. Um, We write very specific outlines. Um, We, the recording's the easy part. And then um, I've kind of got this editing process I've gone through in the past that was really intense, um, took a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it was one of those things that was draining my cup real fast. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going through and I was editing out all the ums and the uhs and the coughs and the awkward pauses, you know, everything. I was going through with a fine-tuned comb and fine-toothed comb. There'll, there'll be an example right there. And, <laughs> and editing it all out. Um, and that's just with the way things are right now, that's not sustainable. Like, I'm not going to be able to keep doing that if I tried to keep going in that fashion we'd end up right back where we were. We'd have three more episodes done and I would burn out again. So 
Um, in the hopes of keeping this more sustainable, you're going to be hearing a product that's a little less polished. Um, there's going to be ums, there's going to be so's, there's going to be all that stuff. You might hear a baby crying in the background <laughs> once or twice. Um, but it's going to be um, authentic, genuine conversation. Um, it might be a little less scripted than it's been in the past. But when I've heard from people who have listened to our podcast, what I've heard is that they like that it just sounds like two guys talking. And that's what they like um, more so than how polished it is anyway or how professional it might sound. So we're going to try and we're not going to release it on a schedule. We're not going to do Monday nights at seven or anything like that. Um, it's going to be a real casual. John and I are going to talk about writing when we can, and we're going to post it. And if you like listening to it, we're happy to have you here. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're back. Don't call yeah. me back. We've been here for years. <laughs> I'll explain to our younger listeners what rapper that is and why that matters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm excited to be back at it. We do have a few episodes um, pre-recorded from before we stopped, actually. Um, So I do plan on posting those sometime in the next um, week or so. So we've kind of got a running start here. Yeah, I'm going to post this one first. This will be episode six, I think. Um, And I think we've got three more pre-recorded that I'm just going to throw up that won't be edited as well. I know we ranked um, elements of a story and yep. that one was a pretty good episode. And and then we'll kind of just see where things go. Um, I would love to, you know, keep going and, and put out one a week. But if there's some weeks where it just doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen. And so, we get um, to Christmas break and we put out two. Merry Christmas. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, I, I right now am feeling good and I have some time available to me. So I'm hoping I can kind of step up and, and get some more stuff out there, both in my podcast and in my writing. You know, we'll just see where the wind takes us, I guess. Sounds great, man. I'm excited. Cool. And uh, one thought I had, too, is usually when we wrap up these episodes, you know, I hit the stop button and, and then John and I usually talk for another half an hour, 45 minutes just about how the episode went. And... I've had the thought before where it's like, man, sometimes the post conversation is better than the actual episode. So um, I I think that's kind of what I'm trying to capture um, with this kind of unscripted setup we're moving towards is, you know, less about, you know, top five reasons to, to do this or, or eight things I wish I knew when I was writing. Is that clickbaity stuff more marketable? It is. It is. More people will click on that. But in terms of what people actually like listening to, I think something like this is probably better. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Cool, man. All right. So uh, I forget our little outro line, but keep keep in progress. Keep writing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How about work the process, process the work, keep writing. You got this. I'm John Woolley. You can find me at uh, Facebook and Instagram at Car Seat Conversations. Type in Car Seat Conversations. You'll probably find me. Yeah, and you, uh, I want to give you some props. You've hit some milestones here in the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, I got uh, 2,000 followers on Facebook and 1,000 on Instagram. So pretty, still pretty baby cool, stuff, man. but it's better than it was. Sure. Yeah, um, and I, I, right now, I'm not really going to promote too much. I've got the YouTube channel. I've got the Instagram channel. If you want to find it, it's I've mentioned it on every one other one of these episodes, so you can totally find it pretty easily. But right now, I'm not really actively putting out too much. Uh, if slash when that changes, I'll be sure to let you know on here. So 
Have a good week, guys. Hopefully we talk to you soon. See you soon.